Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. All Scripture is profitable for teaching and reproof. But let's face it, God gave us a lot of Scripture. 66 books and more than 600,000 words, and it can sometimes be a little overwhelming to read. That's why I wrote my new book, The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, to help you navigate your way through the highways and byways of God's Word and see how it all fits together so brilliantly, how every path, every passage, and every page points to Jesus, who is the Christ. The book comes in two volumes. Volume one covers the 39 books of the Old Testament, while volume two takes you through each of the 27 New Testament books. Both are now available to order, and I'd love to send them to you today. Here's Brian with details. The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible, Volume 1 and 2, can be yours today by request for your gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of something good. When you order the print versions, you'll also get instant access to the Route 66 Digital Library, a $275 value. The online library includes electronic versions of the book, plus video sermons, audio messages, and downloadable sermon notes on all 66 books of the Bible. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to request the two-volume set and to gain immediate access to the Route 66 digital library. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Pastor Ron, there are so many good books published every year. Why should someone buy The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible? And who did you have in mind when you wrote these literary travel guides through the Old and New Testaments? You know, Brian, your questions make me think of the words of wise Solomon in Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 12. Of the making of many books, he writes, there is no end. And oh, how true that is. For what it's worth, as a Bible teaching pastor for more than 30 years, the ultimate road trip through the Bible is my way of helping people understand the overall story of Scripture and how all 66 books of the Bible fit together into a unified work of the Holy Spirit. I wrote with all kinds of people in mind, starting with the serious Bible student, even those who teach the Bible. I'm thinking of pastors, Sunday school teachers, and small group Bible study leaders who might use these two volumes in their preparation. But I also wrote for the person who is just getting acquainted with the Bible, which we all know is the best-selling book of all time. Brian, you can read The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible from beginning to end like any other book, or place it in your Bible study toolbox. I know that if you're a lifelong learner of God's Word as I am, you will return to The Ultimate Road Trip Through the Bible repeatedly. As companions to your personal Bible study, these books will always help you see the big picture before you dive into the details of any book of the Bible. That's why I'll be ordering my own copy, Pastor Ron. We're so glad you decided to share this important book with us. And you can get your copy today by going to somethinggoodradio.org. Both volumes of this great resource are yours for a gift of $50 or more to support the ministry of Something Good. Give online at somethinggoodradio.org or over the phone by calling our offices at 757-276-1099 or mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23456. True wisdom comes from God and God alone. 
And if we heed it, it always leads to a healthier, more joyful life. Coming up next on Something Good, Dr. Ron Jones takes us to the book of Proverbs to share some godly wisdom about our personal finances. Stay with us here or drop by somethinggoodradio.org anytime to listen to the broadcast on your schedule. That's somethinggoodradio.org. From his teaching series, Wise Sayings, Guidance for Everyday Life, here's Ron with today's Something Good Radio message, Financially Wise and Otherwise. There are at least three taboo subjects in the church that we're not supposed to talk about. Money, sex, and politics. Uh, Proverbs gives us the opportunity to talk about at least two of those and maybe all three of them. We've done the uh, sex talk, Proverbs 5, 6, and 7, as Solomon is talking to his son about matters relating to his sexual integrity. But you can't do a study of Proverbs very well and sort of skip over all the financial counsel that this uh, 3,000-year-old book gives to us. Uh, The book of Proverbs is chock full of financial wisdom, God's perspective on our finances and money and material possessions and all of that. In fact, the Bible has a lot to say about this. Years ago, somebody identified over 2,000 verses in the Bible that talk about money and wealth and our material possessions and our relationship to it. Uh, Just a disclaimer here on the front end, um, I'm not addressing this subject this morning because we have some capital campaign we're rolling out in a few weeks and we're trying to get everybody. Now, I love to talk about this subject because, first of all, it it was my undergraduate degree, financial planning was. And uh, when I came through my secular university with that degree and and then landed upon all that the Bible has to say about this subject, I I just love this stuff, not only to apply to our family life personally, but but also to help coach uh, individuals and couples and families in in, in wise financial management from from God's perspective. But, you know, we've always said that's, that's one of the things we shouldn't talk about in the church. And I understand the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, sense of uh, distrust and all of that when the preacher talks about money. There's no agenda this morning. We're, we're just in the book of Proverbs, and, and we're just going to talk about what God has to say, and, and I hope this is helpful to you, and to you and your family, and to your marriage, and to your situation. Somebody also once said that money makes the world go round. Do you believe that? Well, if you ever went to the musical Cabaret and listened to one of the songs and the lyrics to that song, you might believe it. Money makes the world go round, it says. It makes the world go round. A mark a yen, a buck or a pound, a buck or a pound, a buck or a pound. It all makes the world go round, it says. That clinking, clanking sound makes the world go round. Well, if it does, and that's up for discussion, but if it does, we need to know what God has to say about that clinking, clanking sound whether it's a buck or a pound or a mark or a yen or whatever it is, even a dollar, we need to know what God has to say. We need His financial counsel because it all belongs to Him anyway. You know that, don't you? Amen. Uh, we, are, we are merely stewards. We are, we are managers of a sacred trust. And we will be held accountable one day for how we have managed this thing called money. 16 of the 38 parables that Jesus told have a money or stewardship theme to them. And it's all pointing to, many of them, to the second coming of Jesus Christ in that day when uh, the master will hold us accountable for how we have managed his wealth. Why does the Bible talk so much about money? Well, I can, I can think of two or three reasons. First of all, Jesus said in his Sermon on the Mount, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 24, he says, no one can serve two masters. 
He says, you'll either love the one and hate the other, you'll be devoted to one or you'll despise the other. You cannot serve God and money, Jesus said. He didn't say it's difficult to serve God and money. He says you can't do it. Either God is first in your life or money's gonna be first in your life. But if you try to put both of them on the same plane, it, it just doesn't work. You're gonna hate one, despise the other. So you know, Jesus' words uh, point us to this, this tricky thing called money. It can easily become an idol in our life if we're not careful. Also, the Bible tells us that, that money can be disappointing. If you put all your trust into money, you might just be disappointed. Proverbs chapter 23 and verses 4 and 5 says, Do not wear yourself out to get rich. Do not trust your own cleverness. Cast but a glance at riches and they are gone, for they will surely sprout wings and fly off to the sky like an eagle. Isn't that the way money is? You ever had some money in the stock market and suddenly the stock market decides to correct itself? And those wings, those wings start to sprout on your money and it just flies off to the sky like an eagle and you're, you're reaching after you. Where did it go? Where did it go? M money can disappoint you that way. You put all your trust in your savings and your bank accounts and your retirement accounts, and one day it may just, it may just all disappear, it may just all fly away. If I, if I read the Bible correctly, there's a coming economic crisis and earthquake even as we go to the end of the age that will just devastate this world. All the financial experts, Wall Street and in other places, they don't know what, what's about to come just prior to the second coming of Jesus Christ. And then the Bible tells us in 1 Timothy chapter 6, it warns us with these words. It says, those who want to get rich, they fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a buyer beware warning on money that we all need to be aware of. You know, you, you make it uh, the focus of your life to, to want to get rich and to want to have more money, and you may fall into a temptation and into a trap. It goes on to say, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. That's why it's important to decide who's really the master of your life. Is it Jesus Christ or is it the almighty dollar? So we're going to talk about some of those things from uh, Solomon's perspective in the book of Proverbs. By the way, how many of you want to experience financial freedom? Anybody here? I, every hand should go up because the alternative is financial bondage. All right, so how many of you want to experience financial freedom? All right, well, here's what the Bible says about freedom. I wrote down some of these verses. John chapter 8 and verse 32, Jesus said, You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I know that applies to our, or our salvation, but it also applies to a lot of areas of life. You know the truth about something, and that, that'll set you free. You know the truth about money and finances and our relationship to it, and, and you'll, you'll be on your way to experiencing financial freedom. 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 17, where the Spirit of the Lord is... There is freedom. Galatians 5 and verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Luke chapter 4 and verse 18, he has sent me to proclaim freedom for the captives. I know a lot of that applies to our salvation. 
and not being slaves anymore to sin. But here's what I've discovered over the years. The devil loves to mess with our finances in a way that he creates financial bondage. Even so, in a marriage relationship where a husband and a wife uh, are maybe not on the same page financially, they're not financial soulmates, they're financial inmates because they have different financial personalities. They spend and, and, and make money differently and view money differently, and they've just gotten into a snarl in their marriage relationship. The number one cause of divorce today is financial stress. So if for no other reason you need to hear God's financial wisdom just to bring peace to your marriage and to your family and to be well on your way to experiencing financial freedom God's way. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning on the front end. And as I, as I share these thoughts, just understand I'm not, I'm not sharing them as, as a pastor in an ivory tower somewhere where I, I took a book off the shelf and you know, I got this financial lesson to teach. This is stuff I've been living out for 30 years. And I say 30 years because for about a decade before Catherine and I married, I was a uh, a young adult in the business world. I had a financial planning degree from Purdue University, and I came out and I just I, I came in contact with guys like Larry Burkett and and uh, and others who were who were teaching biblical financial stewardship. Larry is one of the pioneers on radio teaching you know Christian financial concepts. And when that intersected with my secular training in financial planning, I thought, wow, this is really cool stuff. And what I've discovered over the years in every church that I've served is there's great financial pain in every congregation because we've all made financial mistakes. And, and we've gone down a financial path, not according to God's wisdom, but maybe according to the world's wisdom, maybe according to Wall Street or, or maybe to, according to our own foolish financial sense. And so, you know, these, these are things that Catherine and I have applied in our family and in our marriage for more than 20 years. It's things that I've been living out for more than 30 years. Here's what I've learned about financial freedom. Biblical financial freedom is four things. Number one, it's free of debt. Free of debt. Proverbs chapter 22 and verse 7, the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. In other words, that you are a prisoner of your past as it relates to your debt. Debt makes you a prisoner of your past. And it takes about two seconds to get into debt. As long as it takes to sign that credit card or to sign some other debt obligation, it takes years to get out of debt if you don't already have the money in the bank to pay off the debt obligation when the bill comes. Don't go away. We're only about halfway through today's message with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Today's teaching is part of Ron's series, Wise Sayings, Guidance for Everyday Life. Visit our updated website, somethinggoodradio.org, for more information on this series or to hear any of Ron's daily messages on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, check out Something Good Travel. Travel beyond belief with Dr. Ron and Catherine Jones to Bible lands like Israel, Greece, Italy, Jordan, Turkey, and Egypt. Walk in the footsteps of Jesus or navigate Paul's missionary journeys. Several new travel experiences are now open for registration. Learn more at somethinggoodradio.org travel. 
Did you know there are more than 2,000 Bible verses about money and our relationship to it? If it's important enough for God to share, it's important enough for us to learn. Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good radio message, financially wise and otherwise. So debt makes you a prisoner of your past. If you want to be financially free, you have to avoid the debt monster out there. And you have to figure out a way if you're in debt to get yourself out of debt. I want to suggest to you that you cannot be completely free in Christ and in financial bondage at the same time. It's one of the things the devil loves to do to create bondages in our life is to mess with our finances uh, in a way that, well, as many Americans are trying to do, try to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. Oh, not yours truly. The Joneses are trying to keep up with the Smiths and the Browns, right? But everybody's trying to keep up with somebody out there. So let's talk about the proverbial Joneses for a moment. John and Jane Jones. We got a picture of them up here? We got John and Jane Jones. Are they coming? There they are. Aren't they a happy-looking couple? Just came back from a shopping spree at the local mall. Good-looking couple there. They're about to hop into their, their latest SUV and drive back home to their nice big four or 5,000 square foot house. Uh, they, they, they look like what we, we want to strive for. But if you look under the hood of their financial life, it tells a different story. In fact, uh, let's take a look at a few things here. They're in their probably their early to mid-40s. Both of them work. They have kids in daycare. But they're like 76% of Americans today that have less than $1,000 in the bank. That's the latest statistic. 76% of Americans have less than $1,000 in the bank. No savings, no retirement. They're living paycheck to paycheck. They're in debt up to their eyeballs with 23% interest on credit cards, multiple credit cards. They're house poor. You know what that means? They bought more house than they can really afford. Oh, the mortgage company told them they could afford it. But, but they're drowning and that mortgage payment they have makes them think twice about going to Chili's with the, with the family, let alone going on vacation very much. Uh, they have two car payments. That means they're driving themselves to the poorhouse. I can show you a way to always pay cash for your car. I don't have time to do that this morning. Talk to me after the service. Uh, they worry about money. They, they have a home equity loan. You know, they dipped into that equity in their house. Now they have two payments. They're on the verge of bankruptcy, if the truth be known. And the stress in their marriage, oh, they look happy. They're coming home with all these sacks full of sale goods. But the stress in their marriage is bringing them to the brink of divorce. Number one cause of divorce in marriage today is financial stress. So everybody's trying to keep up with the Joneses or the Smiths or the Browns. <laughs> Joneses are heading toward the poorhouse. Most Americans are. So if you want financial freedom God's way, we're talking about being free of debt. Listen to how Solomon counsels his son, Proverbs chapter 6. My son, if you put up security for your neighbor, this is somebody who co-signs on a note for somebody who uh, can't get a bank loan and they come to you with a, a sad story. Oh, I, I got this great business idea or I, or I need this loan or there's a reason the bank won't loan them the money. Don't co-sign on that note. But if you do, if you've given pledge for a stranger, Solomon says, if you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go hasten 
and, and plead urgently with your neighbor, give your eyes no sleep and your eyelids no slumber. Save yourself like a gazelle from the hand of the hunter, like a bird from the hand of the fowler. Can, can you just sense the, the urgency in Solomon's mind looking at his son saying, stay out of debt. And if you're in debt, do whatever you can to get out of it. Get out of debt. You'll never be financially free. And I'll even suggest spiritually free in Christ completely until you get on that path to being debt-free. I'm not saying you don't have a mortgage, but a reasonable one, but you're living a debt-free life. Number two is free from the love of money. Hebrews 13 and verse 5, keep your lives free from the love of money and become content with what you have. Now, that's a word, isn't it? Contentment. It's one of those strange things that most people in our culture, contentment, what's that? Contentment is the antidote to consumerism. Consumerism is that thing in our culture that, that pushes us and urges us to trade in and buy up and you need the newest and the latest you know, smartphone and the newest and the latest model of the car and all that and there's just this relentless pressure from Madison Avenue in New York City to buy this and trade up that and it's called consumerism and it's the, it's the engine that drives our economy. Problem is it drives us to the poorhouse if we're not saving and investing and always buying. So, so contentment is the antidote to consumerism and the Bible tells us that the love of money not money itself, because money is neutral. The love of money and the things that money buy is the root of all kinds of evil, the Scripture says. So if you want to experience financial freedom God's way, it's free of debt, it's free from the love of money. Here's the third one, free to give generously. Acts chapter 20 and verse 35, the Apostle Paul is quoting the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, remember when he said, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. How many of you believe that is true, that it's more blessed to give than it is to receive? All right, that's great. Now, if I were to look into your financial life, I took a little peek into your checkbook, would there be evidence in your financial life that you really do believe that's true? That it's more blessed to give than it is to receive? Thanks so much for being here for today's Something Good Radio message, financially wise and otherwise. Visit somethinggoodradio.org to hear any of Dr. Ron Jones' messages on demand or to contact us for prayer. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. If you've been with us for a while, if you're a regular listener and God is using this broadcast in your life, I want to speak directly to you. When you first tuned in or streamed something good, did you know that other people paid to air that program? We call them our ministry partners. They have people just like you in mind when they donate monthly to something good, which is a 100% listener-supported ministry. Now that you're a regular listener, will you do the same? Will you help us share something good with someone else? We created the 828 Club for people who choose to partner with this ministry through prayer and monthly financial support. It's based on Romans 828, which in the message says, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. 
I'm asking you to prayerfully consider joining the 828 Club today by giving $28 or more per month to share something good with someone else. And when you do, we'll send you some resources to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's our way of saying thanks for your partnership in this gospel ministry. So please join the 828 Club today. Here's Brian with all the details. Remember, when you partner with us, we'll start by sending you a copy of Ron's popular book, Mysteries of the Afterlife, Exploring Its Amazing Secrets. Other 828 Club benefits will arrive throughout the year. To join the 828 Club today, look for Something Good Partners at somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. Or call 757-276-1099. Uh, the financial plan that Catherine and I have lived off of for more than two decades, I call it the 10-10-80 financial plan. It's very simple, based on biblical principles. And I just want to share it with you today because this, this works, okay? It works. How does this 10-10-80 plan work? Find out next time in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Financially Wise and Otherwise. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.